Chats from the Blog Cabin. Your favorite podcast is here. Chats from the Blog Cabin. Hit subscribe and don't miss the next episode. Welcome back to another episode. Oh, I'm getting choked up of Chats from the Blog Cabin, the show, you know, where I invite people virtually into the blog cabin to chat about life. And today we're chatting about bigotry and we're chatting about how we all need to be nice to each other and how we all need to see that we're all alike. And I am chatting with an amazing man who has created such an amazing, um, not only a nonprofit, but also a platform for diversity and inclusion. And it's Evenair. Welcome to the show. And tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into what you do. Thank you very much, Melissa, for having me on your show. And I had the opportunity to listen to to a few episodes of your show recently. And I have to say you are doing such an, such an amazing job uh, with the show and how you can help the community and how you invite a lot of guests that can add value to, to our lives. And as you just said, my name is Yves Nair Dorso. I am a motivational speaker on diversity and inclusion. And I am also an author, entrepreneur. And I was born in Haiti, and I came here when I was 18 years old. And I've been involved in different types of uh, business uh, when it comes to uh, digital marketing and, and other types of businesses. And I realized in my experience, every time in in everything, there's always an issue uh, that I see around me is how we as human beings, we treat other people and how we look at other people. And, and I wrote this book, uh, which I will talk to you later about, and I want to challenge the norm of division presented in humankind. And that's... Uh, that's my goal in life, and I want this to be a mission. I want I, I consider myself as a superhero on a mission to to change the world. I'd love that superhero on a mission to change the world because the world needs a lot of change because there's so much division. What is one of the first things that someone like a small person can do to help change that division? It starts with with us individually. Uh, everyone, everyone has a responsibility to say, you know what, I am going to change the world. And it first starts with how we see ourselves as human beings and how we see other people as well. So let's talk about how we see other people, because a lot of people, there is so much division, especially in the United States with the with color. As you can see, my family in the very opening credits is a very multicultural family. We have all we have all races. We have the white race, which I'm fully white. But my husband's Mexican. My girls are first generation Mexican-Americans and my son-in-law is Asian. But we also have I have an adopted son who is kind of he's not in the picture because he was at the time at boot camp but he's an African-American man. 
But let's talk about how we need to open our arms and embrace everyone, regardless of what their race is, what their nationality is, what their beliefs are, what their who they love, what their religion are. Well, that is a very good question. And we say all the time that we are all created equal. We're all born equal. And that makes us wonder why do we grow up to convince ourselves that we're unequal? And this is where this book comes in, to take us back to our default settings, to see everyone created equal, to see the next person as an equal. And, and I believe that the principal essence of man is to preserve the existence of the entire living race. Because we cannot preserve our fellow man without hanging on to the dictates of goodness, love, and peace. And for every man who exists, he must ensure that he does not exist alone. He must ensure that he is not an island and that he works towards ensuring that his fellow man is preserved as much as he is. And this is what I believe to be as the essence, as the principal essence of, of mankind. And by reading this book, I want to challenge everyone to not only see the world differently, but see themselves differently. Because if you know who you are, you're more likely to know how someone else uh, feels about how you treat them. And there's a quote I like by Albert Einstein. He said, we cannot change, uh, we cannot solve our problems when we use the same thinking we use when we created them. So that quote is very important to me. If we are to move beyond where we are to create a better world, we need to change our worldview. We need to change the way we think, the way we see others, the way we see ourselves, of course, because we cannot continue uh, thinking the same way and expect we're going to have a different world, we're going to have a different result. So that's insanity. So we need to change, we need to begin by having that conversation in ourselves and look inside of us to see how we can fix this world. The divide is big and is hurting all of us. So what made you decide to take the path of being a motivational speaker and talk about diversion and inclusion? It started many, many years ago, and I have, uh, I have been uh, discriminated against as, as most, a lot of people, of course, and I've been in situations where people look at me because, people look at me in a certain way because I look different, or I speak differently, or they judge me because the way I look or because I have an accent, and, and I wanted to to understand, to understand why. And I realized it doesn't matter where you go, what state you go in the country, you find people, it's, it, it's like it's a human thing. And, and I think if we, if we can change our minds as human beings, if I can help someone to change their worldview of themselves, and they can also change the worldview of other people. 
So when have you ever had someone come up to you and say, I love what you said, but you're not going to change my mind at all? Of course. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I, I had several conversations with people where they actually uh, were in that conversation. We talk about racism. They completely downplay racism. And, uh, and I spoke to this man. He said, a lot of times people claim racism. There's no such thing as racism. I said, like, well, why do you believe there's no such thing? Oh, they just they just people just crying racism, but that that is not true. We have so many people whether they are uh, they are black, Hispanics, you know, Asian. They experience racism. Now, just because you have not, it doesn't mean that there's no racism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. So you just kind of basically just try to explain it to them that just because they haven't themselves experienced it, that it still exists in the world. Right. And just because you have that experience and, and, and also some people that I talk to, they say, oh, I'm not racist. Well, I understand you're not racist. That's perfectly fine. But not racist is not enough. We need people that can be anti-racist, anti-racism. So it's better to say that you are anti-racism, that you're not racist. Now, if everyone can work together against it, we can create a better society. We can create a better community, a better world. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about what's the difference between racism and anti-racism, because I think a lot of people think that it's the same thing. So to you, what is the difference? Not the same thing. Race... um, anti-racism not racist okay so we all can say i'm not racist but anti-racism that means you are you are putting some effort to change to create change in your community and your workplace you are speaking against it okay mm-hmm. now a lot of people from from the old days they benefit from it so they may not want to speak against it, but anti-racism is someone that is speaking against it, that is having that conversation, that acknowledging that this is wrong, yeah. that everyone should be treated fairly, everyone should be treated a way that humans should be treated. And That's especially when, when they see something happening, they're speaking up about it then and there and not going back and not just standing back and let it, watching it happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So we're going to need to take a brief commercial break, but when we come back, I want to talk about your book, Alike Regardless. Okay. Of course. Chats from the blog cabin. Enjoying this episode? Leave a review now. Hi, my name is Joanna, and I would like to share with you a little bit about Shores of Grace, Shores Philly. It's a ministry located in Philadelphia. The portion of Shores that I volunteer for goes into Kensington, an area greatly impacted by homelessness and addiction. We go and we take love, food, clothing, snacks, conversation. Um, We believe that it is a way that we can meet people right where they are and show them the love of Jesus. Uh, We have seen lives changed 
in big ways and in small ways. And we have built wonderful relationships with the people in the community. Uh, we have big plans, more we'd like to do. Um, and we would appreciate any support, either through prayer or through donation. If you would like to donate, you can go to shoresofgrace.com and in the menu, click on donate. And we just ask that you put Philly in your donation comments. Thank you. And we're back we're chatting with Eve Nair. And Eve Nair, we're talking about um, we're talking about your book, Alike Regardless. So let's talk about why you decided to write the book. As I mentioned uh, briefly, I wrote the book to challenge the norm of division uh, presenting humankind. And we are all born equal. I believe we're all human, regardless of our race, regardless of gender, uh, sexual orientation, uh, social and economic rank, social class. We are all human before any of these things. And if we can look at each other as human, we can really create a better society. We can build our community better and more in a more effective way. So that is the that is the premise of the book. The premise is we are all human, regardless of any of those descriptions that we use, regardless of any of those descriptions that we fabricate, because race is a human fabrication. Mm -hmm. uh, it is not uh, scientific. We just create race, okay? So why should we just use something against people? This is why when we look at the divide and we look at aspects of the divide such as uh, bigotry and hate and, and envy and racism in, as a whole, these are all unfair. Division is unfair. Mm -hmm. For example, when I was born, I was told that I was black. I was told that whatever someone might say I am, I was told those things, right? So when mm -hmm. you were born, you were told you were white. When so-and-so uh, was born, he was told he was Asian. Mm -hmm. So you have, no, you have no input in that and what you were created. So why would someone discriminate you? Why would someone hate you for that since you had nothing to do with it? So it is the most unfair uh, uh, thing when we when we look at racism, for example, it's unfair. Division as a whole is just unfair. And I want I I wrote the book to challenge the things that we call normal. Uh, these are not normal. I want to challenge the norm of division in humankind because we are all created equal and born equal. And if I can help someone to get back to the default setting, to see the next person as an equal, regardless of any of the descriptions that we just mentioned. Because if we are to move beyond where we are, mm -hmm. to create a better world, we must be willing to change the way we think. We must be willing, the way, we must be willing to change the way we see each other. So because what can 
What came first, the motivational speaking or the book? Both, because as everything, if you are challenging people's mind, that is motivational speaking. My goal is to tell a story, is to talk to people about how they can look at the divide and to dissect the elements of the divide that, that, are, that are creating a big mess in our society and have used the book to facilitate conversation. And this is why I advise people, I advise people to approach this book with an open mind and open heart because some of the things that you will read in the book may be drastically from what you're used to, mm -hmm. all right? But I want the reader to be prepared to change the worldview, to change their way of thinking and be willing to learn new things and try out those new, those new things. As I mentioned, we cannot solve our problems when we use the same thinking we use when we created them. So and, what are, oh, continue, continue. And, and we're talking about uh, deeply ingrained habits uh, that we have had for centuries. And it is very difficult for, for humans to change some habits, as you might understand. But I know that it, it will not be easy. And I know it will not be uh, fast because the hardest thing for any human to do is to change the habits that they already used to. But it is not an impossible task. So you mentioned some of the things that you said when you're challenging your readers to read it with open mind because some of the thinking is drastic. So let's talk about maybe an example of one of the things that may be a drastic change in their way of that they're thinking in the book for example let's look at biases right mm -hmm. starting from starting with me you everybody we all all of us we all have biases the way we based on the way we are raised uh, environment we all when we look at each other we have we have some we have some tendencies of how we look at people mm -hmm. and these things may not be easy to change but if we the goal is to treat people with empathy and to look at people with empathy regardless of their actions Okay, and if, if we use empathy, we can better understand others. And we have habits that we are, that we used to, for example, uh, you, you, so you may see a, a dark skinned person and you say, oh, oh, so he's just going to start yelling and start trouble. Mm -hmm. Okay. We just believe that in our minds and oh because that's what we were told by our parents but that's what we we're told by our friends we just think that we just put people in boxes mm -hmm. okay and 
These are the things that we need to run away from and understand people individually, not putting people in boxes. I always tell my girls when they were growing up that I didn't care who they brought home as long as they treated them well. And I think that's what we need to look at when we're talking about people out in the world is not based people on the color of their skin or anything else, but how they treat you. And then that's how in turn, how you treat them as well. Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about your nonprofit called diligent act of love for Haiti called the love. I love that. So let's talk about that. Why did you decide to create a nonprofit? Uh, I have to correct that. I, I did not create it. I support them. Okay. Uh, they're doing an amazing job uh, helping uh, children in Haiti, uh, help making them, be the, helping them become the best of the best version of themselves uh, with education and healthcare and food. And uh, right now they, they are sending uh, uh, supplies and food and to help because as you might know, uh, Haiti, uh, they just recently had another, another earthquake, a 7.1 uh, earthquake uh, in the south part of Haiti and other parts of Haiti. It's disastrous. So what they're doing right now is helping uh, the is helping the kids, making sure that they are safe and they have food to eat, making sure that they can continue getting an, an education. So we are uh, doing fundraising all over. We use platforms like social media, Clubhouse, uh, to raise money to help those kids because they are the future. So Haiti is a country that is uh, over 50% uh, young people. Mm -hmm. So the kids are the future of the country. So we have to really making sure that not only making sure that they are educated, but also fed and making sure they have health care, they have the tools that they need to succeed in this life. So this is what we are doing right now. Haiti has been hit with a lot of tragedies in recent years because wasn't it one year they were hit with a really bad hurricane and it was like almost everything was devastated and then a couple of earthquakes and then i think another hurricane hit so basically it's been demolished several times but they've been rebuilding right we can't seem to get a break uh, melissa uh that's the way i see it if if it's not um earthquake it's hurricane every year and um and recently uh, the, the president of Haiti was recently assassinated. Uh, political problems. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. And uh, sometimes it just makes me so sad, so sad to see what's going on. And, and, I want, and I want change. And I believe that one day things will change in my country. And I believe that... Uh, something will happen that's gonna turn around that's gonna turn things around but we are very far from that but i do believe one day things will change and we're gonna have better infrastructures uh we're gonna have better systems better better government that really care about the people and because we 
we should not stay the way we are, and we must not stay with the, the way we are. But unfortunately, right now we're doing, we're going through some really, really tough, tough conditions. Now you mentioned earlier that you came in when you were 18 years old. You came to the United States. Now you still have that love for Haiti of your home country, and let's talk about how important it is to keep grounded in the roots of your home country because there are a lot of people that moved to the United States that don't keep grounded in their in their backgrounds. So let's talk about how important that is. Absolutely, I believe that every Haitian is a Haiti, so that's where I'm from. That's where I was born. Uh, Haiti is my root. Of course, and I I plan to really stay connected with my homeland. And the United States is my adopted country. I love this country uh, with all my heart, and I went to school here. But Haiti is where I'm from, and I love my people, and I love the Haitian people, and I want to see great things happen uh, to Haitians. I want to see great things happen to Haiti to the country as a whole. And, and I still visit and uh, I, still talk, I still talk to my friends and stay connected with them. I don't have any immediate family members in Haiti, but we, we still go and we still talk and we're still staying in communication with the people there and find out what's going on and lend a hand and see ways that we can help. So I'm forever uh, grateful, and I owe everything that I am to Haiti because this is my root. So do you think that has a part in you being a motivational speaker and for being able to give back to going up and talking about diversity and treating people and including people as a whole and looking at everybody as equals because of where you were born and how you were raised? Absolutely. And in every in every part of the world, we have we have some type of divide. Uh, in Haiti, where I'm from, we have, it's not, it's not a racial divide as it is in the United States, but we do have a divide. And so my background, my background growing up in Haiti, and I've seen divide as well, where, where we have in Haiti uh, pretty much two groups of people. We have uh, the the bourgeoisie, which is we have more what we call a a class. It's classism, mm -hmm. right? It's a social class issue that we have going on. We have a group of people that are very rich. They have money. They are they they are able to send their kids to to Ivy League schools uh, in the U.S. and Europe. And we have the majority of people who cannot make and meet and there is a lot of there's a big gap there's a big gap and i learned those things too and growing up in haiti where uh some some students they may have they, they may have had a lot more than me uh, they may have parents with more possibilities and more uh, more money and they would treat me a certain way and I've seen that a lot. And when I came here, and I came like I see pretty much some of the same things in a, just a different way. So my background, uh, the way I was brought up, uh, really taught me that this is something that 
that is going on in humanity. It's a human problem. It's not just uh, a Haiti problem. It's not just a Mexico problem. It's not just one particular place. It's a human problem. There's division everywhere. The divide is, is the number one problem. And we may have diversity, we may have inclusion, but we really have to look at the divide. And the, these are the things that really give birth to all of the mess, is the fact that we are different. And people don't understand the beauty in our differences. If we can understand the beauty in our differences, we will, we will look at it in a way, you know what? Oh, John is different, but let's look at John's talent, what he can bring to the table. Let's look at Melissa's gift and talent, what she can bring to the table. Let's work together as a people to create a better world. I love that, the beauty in the differences, because a lot of people don't see beauty in differences. They see you're different, and they see that as something that's wrong with the person instead of something that's right with the person. So you totally, that just like the idea of looking at that now just kind of blown my mind. I love the way you phrase that. Yes, thank you. So how how can we look at that? How can we say, okay change our way of thinking. What are some practical tips that we can do to change our way of thinking, to look into the beauty and the differences of people? Some of the practical way is to, to really, as I mentioned earlier, learn to treat others with empathy, with love. And it helps to view ourselves as superheroes on a mission to change the world, as I mentioned earlier. The superhero never has it easy. The villain is never easily overthrown. But there is, if there is any reason we resonate a lot with superhero in movies, it's because the good always win in the end. Mm. And if we apply the same thinking here, however difficult it is, we can win in the end. And what is the end goal when you think about it? The end goal is love. Love trumps hate. Therefore, love trumps the divide we have created. And you might be asking yourself, why should you care? Why? But I want you to look around you. Look inward. Mm -hmm. The division is hurting all of us is hurting us more in more ways we can imagine. Everyone, all of us, the whole world is in danger of getting hurt just because we differ from each other. Just because we differ. We must close this chasm. We must go back to seeing everyone as an extension of ourselves. Only this way we can guarantee our safety and happiness. It begins with every one of us on an individual basis. So love. 
I love that. And I think a lot of it too has to do with when we think outside of ourselves, when we get out of, like you said, why, why me, why do I have to do this? It's because you have to start thinking about others as well and not just how is it going to affect me? How is it affecting others around me? Absolutely. Now our time is almost up. Is there any one last little snippet that you want to share with us? Yes, I I advise you to grab a copy of the book. I'm not sure I understand. It's available on Amazon. Uh, it's available on other major uh, online bookstores such as Barnes and Noble, uh, Books a Million, Target, and it's also available in formats like eBooks, uh, paperback and hardback, and audiobook. And if if you want a signed copy of the book, you can go to my website, which is evnetdoraso.com. Uh, you can order a signed copy. I will be happy to, uh, to get to know you as well. If you want to send me a message and say, hey, you know, like, give me some feedback. You know, I read this book and it really changed my worldview on how I see myself and how I see other people. I love this feedback. These are the things that, that are going to help me as an author and as a speaker to really keep writing and see how I can continue challenging the norm of division in humankind. And if somebody, like a company or somebody that's interested in booking you, can they book through your website as well? Absolutely. They can go to my website and uh, go to the contact page and go to the about page. There's a link they can click on where they can book me uh, to come in to speak uh, to the event, to the schools, uh, the college, university, high school, uh, I am ready because this is a message that the world needs to hear, a message that I believe will help change the world. The world can change. We've yeah. been talking about it since century. Oh, let's create a better world. It can happen and it will happen, but it takes all of us. Yes. No one is going to change the world for us. The, the animals, the horses, the cows, they will not change the world. It is up to us. It is up to us to change it. It is up to us to fix our own mess. That is so true. So, guys, I will put, drop in the show notes everywhere where you can find um, Evenair, his book as well. Um, I want to thank you, Evenair, for coming on and for sharing about this. And I can't wait to grab a copy of your book as well and to read it because I really love, I even jotted down the beauty and the differences because I think that's, that is something that we all need to embrace. We need to embrace how we're, we're different. We need to sit down and have conversations with each other and come at each other sitting down calmly and listening to what each other have to say instead of coming out each other like, at a at approach like we're attacking each other we need to sit down and listen and be empathetic when we're listening instead of what what's the word i want to look for i don't want to say active we want to be active listening instead of you know reactive listening that's what i should say so I'm absolutely thank you. I'm absolutely thank you so much for the opportunity and like i said we don't always have to agree yeah we don't we can we can disagree but we don't have to be disagreeable I love that as well. So thank you so much. And guys, we will see you on the next chat from the blog cabin. Be blessed and keep chatting. Thank you so much, Melissa. Chats from the blog cabin. 
We not only have voices for a podcast, but also faces for YouTube. Don't miss your next episode. 